I see painting companies especially bad at hiring salespeople. Um, it's always that owner operator. It's always that guy who has been in it for 10 years or 20 years. He knows his pricing, but doesn't know how to add the next salesperson without pricing falling apart or the communication with the uh, homeowner falling apart. Welcome to the Painter Growth Podcast, where we help you scale your painting company in record time. Join us as we explore sales, marketing, hiring, finances, leadership, and more, everything that you need to know to scale and grow your painting business. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. What is up, everybody? Mike Gorhakman here, founder of PainterGrowth.com, and you are listening to the Painter Growth Podcast. And today, um, I have a... Uh, friend on that I've known for a long time, uh, Brandon Healy. He is now the vice president of sales and operations at Sumo Quote. And uh, yeah, super stoked that, that you've gotten this this new role. You've been at Sumo Quote for four years. And um, yeah, man, congrats. Welcome. Glad to have you on. Thanks. Thanks. Great to, great to be on. Great to reconnect with you, Mike. So before He's, we can uh, jump into the great. business side of it, we were just we were just kind of BSing before. Um, you're big into hunting and fishing. What are you What are you going for this year? So fly fishing season has sadly ended. Um, end of October is always when fly fishing wraps up, but hunting uh, this year is going to be a, a few white-tailed deer. I've got tags for the, the buck, a couple does, and then got drawn for a couple elk. So really excited for elk hunting season. For those of you who follow hunting, Alberta is incredible. And is so, there a lot of Americans who listen yeah. to this podcast? They're probably just jealous. You know, the ones who like to hunt. <laughs> Alberta and Saskatchewan are some of the best places to hunt and fish. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's incredible. I've got a family back in Saskatchewan still. And uh, one of my, one of them, you know, sent me a photo. He's like, yeah, my son at 12 years old just got his first bull elk this year. And need, needless to say, it took me five years to get my first bull elk last year. It was an incredible amount of work. But uh, anyhow, it just goes to show that Saskatchewan people are just a little better at everything than us up here. So <laughs> that's the way of things. Yeah, that better. That's one one way of describing it, I guess. <laughs> Colder, but better. <laughs> yeah. So so we kind of got our start uh, in a similar vein with uh, student painting um, way back in the day, and uh, and now you are an exec at Sumo Quote. So I mean, just give me a quick overview. How did the foundation of a student painting franchise and business and being involved in that world um, mm. kind of start your career off and lead you to where you are today? Yeah, that's a great question. So yeah, so I was in college pro either on the coaching staff or, you know, running franchises um, for what would have been about nine years and loved it, had a great experience. Um, what I would say, what I would say is very unique about the student painting franchise model that college pro had was that it's very systematic in its thinking when it comes to how do you improve sales, there's systems for it. How do you sell in the first place? Here's the script. How do you market? Um, how do you differentiate yourself? It's really teaches you a lot of the foundations of just um, like what is the core knowledge, the core skills and the core processes to be able to uh, repeat um, effective sales or repeat effective you know, marketing or things like that. Um, and then I, I would say, in addition, there's a, a really thorough uh, revenue tracking, um, results tracking, success ratio tracking world 
that you just get embedded in in that in, in that uh, in that franchise model that is just th that's the basis of good selling. And so uh, when when I you know was fortunate enough to work on the coaching staff and do uh, kind of some sales coaching with people, I just really got ingrained in that way of how do you level up your close rate, you know, and how do you get your close rate from 40 to 60 and 60 to 80 and high seasons, you can start creeping above that. And so I had a, a unique opportunity um, to be able to join a tech company that was trying to replicate coaching entrepreneurs um, in the technology space. So they were trying to do uh, essentially an e-learning product for entrepreneurs that was rooted in coaching process. So uh, I was able to join them as their head of sales, start trying to grow that, um, really got a, a great leg into the technology space. That product didn't really work out, pivoted into another, built up a few sales processes and different target markets for that. That didn't work out. We pivoted again, um, shifted into a new product, built that up, ran out of funding, and then I, uh, the next morning I was grabbing a coffee with the CEO of Sumo Quote. And he's like, you got to come grow this thing. He's like, you've got the right experience. You've done a pile of in-home sales. Now you've, you know, kind of shifted into the technology world. Come grow sales with us. And uh, yeah, I mean, now we're the largest quoting solution um, by number of companies using us in the roofing space. Four years later, um, thousands of people are producing, you know, it's this year we're already at, uh, we're approaching $2 billion in quotes signed through sumo quote just in 2023 that's pretty cool um and uh and so it's been it's been a phenomenal story of kind of growing that team so yeah grew the sales side now i took over the marketing this year and then i also oversee the revenue operation side of things so anyhow that's that's about that's as quick a, catch up as i can give the, you the way that you kind of phrase your history it actually makes a lot of sense um for you to be now in the position that you're in right starting in in painting doing quotes understanding systems um, mm -hmm. seeing what a good, you know, quoting system is, what a bad quoting system is, all the various metrics you need to like, Im you know, improve sales rate, improve, you know, cancellation rate, no-show rate and all that, all the metrics in between, um, yeah. years in tech and then in tech startups specifically. Um, and then, uh, and then jumping onto a, a rocket ship. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so no, it, it's, it's been, uh, I, I think that it, it feels very, logical and intuitive in hindsight mm -hmm. and at the time you know i one of the things that i was looking for um when i had been kind of in the painting side of things was i was looking for a way to um for one keep my hours to nine to five which is really really hard in the contracting space mm -hmm. um and two i wanted to be able to get into a business where it was uh, possible to own pieces of companies as i went so that the same way that a contractor can have ownership of their own business and grow it and enjoy that potential, you know, money-making machine that they can leave behind them, um, I saw technology as a great enabler uh, for me to be able to own pieces of businesses as I went. So that kind of drew me into the tech space. And I mean, I will say sometimes I really miss the contracting space because tech is um, incredibly hard. It's incredibly exhausting. It's very challenging um it's not a joke like i i think that i had a bit of a overinflated ego and overinflated sense of self when i was getting out of the college pro world because i was like oh yeah i can build businesses i was making six figures it was great um 
but man, let me tell you, tech is not easy. Um, building a trades business is so easy because people know what painting is. Nobody knows what a new product is. You know, mm-hmm. that is never, that has yeah, never been launched a before. a big education piece as long you know, as yeah. in addition to the product piece. And you got to be, you know, confident that you're even solving the right problem that people are willing to pay for. Yeah. And so I, I kind of miss the painting space because of the practicality and find myself, uh, you know, the majority of my friends are still college pro alumni because they're just so grounded, so thoughtful, the running contracting companies that are killing it now. Um, so, uh, so I, I continue to try to stay as connected to the contracting space as I can. Cause I think it's just, I think it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, lifelong connections there is a, is a group of great people. So, so back in the day we would do paper quotes, right? A lot of people still do paper quotes and there's nothing wrong with that, right? You know, writing down, um, all the things you're doing, what room, what rooms you're painting, what products you're Mm -hmm. using, you know, then additional, you know, additional, uh, features and benefits that you're providing and, and then the different pricing options that you're offering the client and then giving the client a carbon copy, you're taking a picture of the quote and then giving them, you know, half a copy. So what, what do you feel are like the fundamental like improvements now moving to, you know, not even just Sumoco, but any digital platform to kind of like improve that process? Yeah, that's a great question. So when, when, when I joined Sumoco, the first aha moment that I had was when I saw how beautiful uh, a custom designed digital proposal that Sumoco builds, um, how much better it was than my paper quotes. I actually had flashbacks to painting jobs that I lost. I had flashbacks to like, I remember this one condo project or like, you know, kind of an HOA uh, multifamily project that it was like a $35,000 quote. And I knew I was tight on my price. I knew that like I had the rapport built with them. um, And I knew that they wanted to choose me but i had this insane chicken scratch super tight handwritten proposal and i provided it to them and i just knew that if i wasn't the one to decipher it when he took it to the board it was gonna be hard and then you know when he actually compared quotes um you know they ended up going with somebody more expensive but their proposal was so much clearer had photos of tricky spots and stuff so i lost it to serta pro and I was pissed. And 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 I, I had done everything right. I knew that the job was mine. But when I saw Sumo quote, I was like, I would have won that job. And I knew exactly that I was like, ugh, my my handwritten chicken scratch proposals just weren't good enough for a job with that level of complexity. So when it comes to using a digital proposal, clarity and having something that is very homeowner friendly um, is is a huge advantage. Um, and then I would say the second thing um, that you get um, is that you really get a level of repeatability and speed in, in contract building that otherwise you can't really experience handwritten. Usually it would, and I was very thorough, um, you know, I, I would probably be taking 30 to 45 minutes to handwrite each proposal. They were very detailed. As a result, my close rate was killer, um, you know, because I was so thorough that customers were blown away. But you can get that through templates, through digital tools like Sumo Quote, um, that are great. And then I'd say the third thing that I was missing with handwritten was I always had to re-enter it into QuickBooks Online. I always had to re-enter it into my CRM to be able to track my revenue and to track my expenses. 
And with digital tools, you just don't need to re-enter it. You have no double entry. So it's that standing out and being way more competitive with your quotes. Second, building them quick. And then third is really that you know standardization and skipping the double entry process with a digital proposal. That mm. uh, That's just a huge advantage. And I, I can talk deeper to each if you like. Yeah. I mean, one of the, like we both, you know, grew up with the same processes. One of them, um, you know, we, t I, I teach our clients, you know, to this day, which is you have to, you know, provide the homeowner the price on the spot and you go back in, you present it yeah. to them line by line and then, you know, ask for the job and all of that stuff. Yep. Um, for anybody listening, if you're still going home and writing up your numbers, you got to cut that out. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like Brandon said, even if it takes you 45 minutes in your car, you got to get it done uh, and you got to go back in and present the job. So um, yep. how does, how does Sumo Quote help enable that? that process? Like walk me through the workflow. Yeah. So that's a great question. So we, we of course uh, allow people to build things on mobile. So we've got about half of our quotes are built, um, you know, on phones or tablets or things like that. Um, so that's for sure. A piece of it is guys can, you know, get all of their numbers in the house. They can crunch them however they want. We've got some people who have got like a really robust <clears throat> uh, pricing system built into Sumo Quote for painting. However, that's that's not really our sweet spot yet. We'll mm -hmm. soon build like more of a painting specific pricing model into Sumo Quote. For right now, it's primarily just a super sexy proposal that yep. digitizes that sale. So frequently, people will put all their numbers together. <clears throat> They'll throw in their uh, top line price. That's like, yeah, this is fifteen thousand two hundred bucks for for this job. Here is your optional upgrades to be able to add in. Here is your sales brochures from Sherwin Williams with color selections and things like that. And then they'll turn it around um, on their iPad and they can walk through that entire end-to-end -end proposal with customers in a very consistent way. But you'll notice that when you're doing it digitally, you don't you, you don't show the price until you've scrolled to that. You know, so you can walk through that sales education and you can walk through what the specific photos and areas of the job are that are contributing to your price, the products, the process, perhaps even your schedule. And then eventually when you get to the pricing, you can show, hey, a good, better, best if you want. Here's some upgrades. Here's some optional things. Mm -hmm. um, and then go through that in a standardized way. So the the boots on the ground way, I mean, that's kind of a quick sneak peek. Um, what I would say is unique for painters, especially, is I see painting companies especially bad at hiring salespeople. Um, it's always that owner operator. It's always that guy who has been in it for 10 years or 20 years. He knows his pricing, but doesn't know how to add the next salesperson without pricing falling apart or the communication with the uh, homeowner falling apart, where using a tool like Sumo Quote or a digital proposal tool, it forces you to create a standard sales process mm -hmm. of how to walk through when to ask for the job. So it makes it consistent for sales training. So you can just boom, add one user and they've already got a 90% completed sales pitch that they just need to figure out pricing for. I'm gonna ask you a few feature questions that I think I want to ask, but I also think clients would want to ask too. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to bang through a few different feature questions. <laughs> um, how about for the guy or girl? Um, we are 89% uh, male audience, 11% female audience, just so you know, um, for the guys or girls, 
who are prefer paper, who prefer presenting a paper quote. Is there an option to hook up to like a mobile printer? Because I know we've got a yeah. lot of guys who do that. Yeah. So what's crazy is we, we we've got a we've got dozens and dozens of companies where they've got a printer sitting in the passenger seat where they'll sit in, they'll put in photos from their uh, from their you know iPad or their phone directly into Sumo Quote in their truck, and then click print and they print off essentially a like a brochure with the customer's home photos of the customer's home. And when you think about the speed that you could build things in Sumo Quote, people are building quotes in five minutes, 10 minutes mm -hmm. using the app. You're talking like all of a sudden somebody has a, a printed brochure of the customer's details. Sometimes in the time that it takes to walk out into their truck, take 15 minutes, they walk in with a brochure of their house. Beautiful. It's insane. So yeah, we, we enable that. It's incredible. They can, they can physically you need sign company it. Can, or can you just take pictures with your phone? You can do both. Yeah, you can do both. We, we integrate with company cam photos. We integrate with job Nimbus photos, hover photos, and then also uh, just anything on your device. So super okay. easy. Um, talk to me for a minute about customization, right? Customization and customizability is, is really important to make sure things are ordered in the right way. You know how different clients maybe want prep first, maybe want rooms first, maybe want the total first. Um, how do you how do you customize your quotes? Yeah, so we we offer some flexibility so that people when they're using, um, say, our pricing, uh, our pricing and quote details areas, that they can either pull from a price list if they want to pull a, a very, you know, clean written sentence to say here, you know, this includes all prep paint supplies to all selected areas, including a two year warranty with that da, 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 in your perfect way you can quickly grab a line item from your price list to be able to have a templated way of describing things. Mm -hmm. So you can type a few letters, pull that in and snap. It'll pull in like a full sentence or a full descriptive line item. Okay. That's in that addition, my next question was going to be blocks. Like if you had a block of like a certain, how I describe, you know, preparation on X90 siding or Hardy board, like you can just pull in, this is how I prep Hardy board and it'll be a whole paragraph. Totally. So your so your line items in Sumo Quote allow full descriptions that can be pulled in very quickly based on micro templates, which can just be the descriptions in your price list. And you can also build blocks of quotes to say siding, you know, and you can save that as a template and add mini templates into your pricing. So you've got block here, block there, block there, and pull those things in. We see that really, really commonly when companies are say like a general contractor and they're being like, here's my electrical stuff. Here's mm -hmm. my plumbing stuff. Here's my painting work, drywall work. They'll have a template with all of the different ways of describing and communicating that. Um, my favorite for painting is when people use included and excluded sections to be able to say what's included, all the walls in the entire side of the house and the entire inside of the house. Great. Then excluded, but no closets, no, doors, <laughs> no ceilings, it's so funny. no um, this. It's, so, a, it's so simple. I right? did a group coaching call this morning and one of my clients, I'm going to call you out. Hopefully you're listening to this, Elijah. Um, he was just telling me his how his he just finished up his house from hell where this customer, just the expectations weren't there. And so yeah. she'd be like, oh, I thought you were doing this closet. Oh, I thought you were doing the built-in. I thought you were taking down the built-in. I thought you were doing this. I thought you were doing that. And uh, I think having like an included and excluded, you know, quote clearly printed out and not handwritten yep. 
would have avoided a lot of those issues. Yeah, and 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 we template those ways of thinking so that the owner can determine this is the basis of a painting quote included excluded hours labor yeah you know specific areas it's not, it's not the customer the, the painting contractor that needs to think of like oh i should have this in my contract it's like no here's what's recommended because you've done a lot of coaching painting contractors in your day so you know mm -hmm. kind of how they think and and what type of direction they need and you know that's not just like contractor signs up for software and all of a sudden they know how to use it perfectly right there's like a yep. huge learning curve even if it's a fairly simple product yes yeah, absolutely. And so we we have a bunch of templates and kind of best in class models to say, hey, this is the right way for you to use this. Mm -hmm. And this is the right way for you to start, edit it, make it your own. Great. But um, uh, but we, 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 we really leverage a lot of my experience. I've got a few other guys who are kind of in the painting space prior to joining Sumo Quote, who helped building some of uh, help build some of our our painting content, we try to try to set people on the right path out of the gates with that. So how about moving moving down the path of uh, the the estimate process, right? We, we talk about, you know, what's included, what's not included, the products you're using. Uh, now we get to the price, right? So it's going to be $12,000. And to get started today, it's only 20% deposit, right? 2400 bucks. Um, mm. How would you like to handle that? So what type of payment integrations do you have or how, how does a client, how can a client make a payment with Sumo Code? Oh, that's such a good question because we're launching our payments functionality in the next month or so here. <laughs> so we, uh, we didn't have a great uh, payments integration that was directly built right in. Um, and, you know, it was a huge feature request. So we have actually built it and we're launching it very shortly so that with a digital signing tool, as soon as you automatically close, it automatically cycles over to a deposit. Um, you know, and we're accepting ACH payments, credit card payments um, directly in, and you can set that percentage, fixed dollar amount, whatever it is. Also mm -hmm. works for doing um, uh, like if somebody's doing like emailed quotes or in person, you can do okay. either right away. And and for credit um, card, does it do they have to have Stripe set up? Is it through QuickBooks? What is the processor? So ours is a full white labeled uh, payments tool built okay. right in. Um, so ours is going to be, um, I, I mean, if the, the technical company is called Payrex, which is our solution. Okay. Um, our customers would never run into that, sure. but it's directly built in. It's called Sumo Quote Payments. Yes, but um, so they don't need that. They don't need to have a payment process. They don't also need to no. have Stripe, which some other systems make you have Stripe as well. <clears throat> no, they need to they need to apply and provide their business information um, and then put in any sort of banking information and things like that so that they can be approved. Perfect. So they do have to be a legitimate business. It's not a great way to <laughs> launder money uh, yeah. because they still do have to have to go through uh, the process of it. But it's an incredibly lightweight, quick application process. Awesome. And then directly integrated in and, you know, right within their sumo quote, they can get the payments directly submitted right to their own bank account and stuff. Yeah. We've got, we've got some like industry leading lower rates, rates as low as 2.99% on credit card payments coming out. Um, and uh, it's, yeah, I, I think it's really going to take the industry by storm. Well, there's been some consumer law changes recently as well, where, um, businesses can now charge the credit card fee on top are you yeah. planning on any sort of like thing where you can you know pick who pays for the credit card fee 
Yeah, we're gonna we're we're gonna start enabling uh, some of those payments fees to be transferred to the homeowner in time. Yeah. Out of the gates, we're going to keep it just based on fixed percentages and things. We've got some amazing pricing adjustment pieces where people can just add a 3% markup and kind of like hide that and bury it into the quote to just say credit cards included. Great. Um, so there's ways that we currently allow people to very delicately adjust their pricing to compensate for it. Cool. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we're... We're looking at that. There is, so we primarily service the American market. We have got a pile of Canadians using it. Some Australians were a little bit, a little bit globally dispersed. Um, and the regulations actually change per country, but also per state to an extent. So there's, there's a degree of complexity that we're trying to um, make sure that we're in compliance for. Yeah. Um, it's complicated. But, well, I'm uh, totally, when, you're, when you're a Canadian it. company now yeah. dealing with American, American money, it, uh, Complication ensues. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and, and no Canadians ever heard of an ACH payment. You know, they all want e-transfer. Um, that's great. Yeah. But also, no Americans heard of an e-transfer, and how wonderful that is. It's glorious. Yeah, it's yeah. glorious. It's, yeah, e-transfers uh, are great. Um, so, if you could distill down, this is a big question. I'm putting you on the spot here. If you could distill down, like the number one best thing about Sumo Quote for a for a painting contractor, what would that be? Hmm. What would be the number one best thing for a painting contractor? It not necessarily, sorry, not necessarily yeah. feature, but like just the best benefit or whatever. Like just open-ended question, full out, full open-ended. Using yeah, creative would, answer. Yeah, so I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a two-sided question um, because it depends on the size of the painting company. Um, if a painting company is half million bucks, seven hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars a year or less, the best feature for them is that they're gonna be more competitive. They're gonna, their quotes are gonna look way better. They're gonna close more deals. Like we see people's close rates on retail go up by as much as like 60, 64% by using Sumo Quote versus handwritten. So for those smaller businesses, they're just gonna close more, they're gonna make more money, they're gonna love it. But if I were to say for painting companies, the biggest benefit by using a tool like Sumo Quote is you actually create a standard for how you sell, which allows you to say, hey, I'm not gonna do 500K a year or 750 grand a year. I can now add a salesperson. So when you create that process, it allows you to go over that hurdle of you know, salesperson one, salesperson two, so that you know, we, the painting companies that are using Sumo Quote are doing like 10 million a year, like they're big. They're serious. They're making a lot of money, but it's because they need a standard for how to, how to sell. And we just like knock that out of the park. Mm -hmm. So as soon as people are wanting to say, Hey, I'm actually, you know, I'm not just wanting to look pretty and stand out and run my lifestyle business, but I want to actually build a machine that can run sales teams. That's when people are like, oof, like sumo quote really knocks that out of the park. Yeah. And it forces you to grow. You have to create a, pain, a sales system. You have to create a sales process. And like what you're saying, saying this is the way to go through uh, an in-home pitch with a homeowner. Um, Sumo Quote forces you to do that. Um, so it takes a lot of the expertise that you're pushing on people, Mike, and saying this is the way you have to do things to close better. And we just we just make it the way. So they just mm -hmm. click plus one, they've added another salesperson, 
let's go. You know, that's how you double your sales, not how you increase your close rate. Yeah, definitely. That's that's huge, actually. So number one is like the the obvious one, especially for the smaller contractor, they're going to be like, ah, I'm going to be able to close more jobs, which is, you know, being more efficient with your time, making more money per hour, everything like that. But heck yeah. But uh, a lot of um, a lot of contractors that I talk to really struggle with that that process of adding a salesperson, right? It's like maybe mm -hmm. I don't have enough quotes for a salesperson or I just don't have enough time to do the work to put the processes in place. But it sounds like sumo mm -hmm. quote kind of makes that makes that pretty easy. We, we make it easy. We also just make it happen. Sometimes it's sometimes, as you know, with the guys that you're coaching, it's less about um, do you have time for this or is this going to be easy? It's much more about how is this going to impact my business if I change the way that I run things? It, it's, it's just growing up. You know, mm -hmm. part of it is just growing up as an entrepreneur and as a business owner. And, and that's, uh, you know, we force people to do that. Yes, it's easier. Yes, we've got systems. Yes, we've got a, a setup team that helps people set up their sales processes for free. But you'd be shocked at how many people don't even take advantage of that. Even yeah. though we've got everything put together, it's like, no, it's still hard work to grow up. And that's what we try to challenge people to do is say, we want to challenge you to level up your sales process. We want to challenge you to become better as a business owner. Um, that's intimidating, you know. But we we've got we've got a pile of uh, pile of business owners that have got a lot of guts. They've got a lot of uh, a, a lot of commitment to growth, and uh, and so as a result, they just they love what we do. Yeah, yeah. love what we do. That's very cool. So yeah, so the two things are basically the two biggest best parts for a painting contractor specifically is that sales rate, that close rate. Yeah. And then, uh, the ability to more simply or more easily add a salesperson, which, you know, it's not an easy thing to do. Anyone struggling with that right now, like it's not going to be a magic pill. It's still going to be challenging. <laughs> oh, it's brutal. Like, and, and I mean, I never learned that when I was doing a painting business, that mm -hmm. was hard. And, and I didn't know how to replicate myself because I, you know, I, I was good at what I did. Um, you know, getting into the tech space. I mean, now I've got a sales team of, you know, six guys and, you know, being able to replicate myself has been, uh, has been, you know, the secret to sumo quote scalability. Yeah. So that's hard. It is hard. Uh, I've definitely had to level that up of myself growing this business. Um, mm -hmm. you know, you become too busy and you're like, Oh, what, what am I doing that doesn't need to be done by me? And how can they create a system and a process and a role around it? Uh, and the same thing <laughs> within a painting company. It's just, you know, it's just a little bit harder to see because you're running around all day doing a million things. But, you know, time management yeah. ultimately becomes, you know, what are you doing all day? How mm -hmm. do you get rid of the, you know, write down all the things that you don't want to be doing and then create a job description around that. <laughs> totally. Well, and one thing that you've done really well is if you're, if you're getting guys like Zach and Pratik, you know, coaches like that on your team, those guys are top tier. So you hire the right people. You give them a good process and a good level of clarity. Whew, that's dangerous, you know. Like that's the way. So you know, and 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 there's talent out there. Like even for these painting companies that are that are building them their businesses, it's shocking the talent that's out there. That if you just if you can lead them and create the structure for them, they will do better than you. <laughs> you know, and I mean, trust me on that. Like I've got guys here that they close way better than me. 
Well, that's the way, the way that I think about it is like, okay, one of, you know, when you were doing sales, one of your jobs was sales or as a painting contractor, one of your jobs is sales. Another one of your jobs is production. Another one of your jobs is recruiting. Another one of your jobs is, you know, HR. Another one of your jobs is financials. But now you just hire someone who only does sales, right? Oh, yeah. And that's all they get to focus on or they all, yeah, all they all they have to focus on. Hopefully they do better than you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you sure hope so. But yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I mean, we, we really get excited about how do we help contractors become revenue driven organizations where, where the bottleneck is not jobs. The bottleneck is not money coming in. The bottleneck is production mm -hmm. uh, because most companies, they never experience that. And uh, if you can become a revenue led or a revenue driven organization, it's wild. It's mm -hmm. wild. You can do anything that you want, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we've talked about it before on this podcast, but you know, a painting company really should be looked at as a sales and marketing organization that also paints. <laughs> yeah. You know, some people yeah. say it should be a customer service organization that also paints, but yeah. I always push back on that. And I think it should be a sales and marketing because if you don't have sales and marketing engine, you don't have customers to serve. So that has yeah. to become. Yeah. Perfect. And I think that, I think that the contracting businesses that I know that are like, you have to be a customer service first organization, they rely so heavily on referrals that as soon as the market throws them uh, for a loop, you know, you see COVID hit you, you see a recession hit you, the referrals stop mm -hmm. and they have no control over that situation. So typically if they're saying, you have to be a customer service organization. I agree, but it means you don't have any control over your fate. You have no control over your growth. So sales, marketing first, if you can crack that nut, yeah. um, absolutely serve your customers as, as best you can, but why don't you serve 10 times as many? Well, why? even the guys, the guys that say that, from in my experience, um, are the ones who, you know, are, are you know the owner operator plus maybe a helper or two. So yeah, you can stay busy with referrals all day, you know, when you're doing 15,000 a month, but if you want to get to a hundred thousand a month or yeah. 500,000 a month, which, you know, I know many who are there, you cannot do that without, you know, significant marketing and sales systems. Yeah. Or, or you can only do it seasonally. Yeah. You can only burn that hot, you know, seasonally where people are maybe doing a hundred thousand a month, but they're like, yeah, I only work five, six months of the year. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah. You know, like that is not sustainable if you want to run it year round and develop a, an in-house team that's yeah. solid and can grow. So, well, you know, totally there's nothing wrong with that. If that's someone's goal and that's what they want to do and they take six months a year off and go, you know, travel to, <laughs> you know, wherever, Nicaragua for six months. Great. You know, live your life. I but, did it. Uh, I did yeah. it. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> it was great, but uh, but I mean, you know, as soon as people start having kids and stuff like that, it's like, eh, you might th that model might not work for you. But exactly, you now need a little bit more stability and and sales and marketing. You know, can solve most business problems, right? You add another hundred k work in your pipeline, and all of a sudden, you have the resources to solve problems with money. Totally, um, Mike. I've got a question for you: Is yeah. how do you see um, the painting industry? Um, beginning to become uh, tech enabled and how do you see these owner operators starting to learn um, about integrations to learn about automations 
and ways to streamline and start letting tech do the work. Um, how do you, how do you see the market adopting that level of thinking? Yeah, that's a cool, that's a good question. And it's a actually cool timing for you to ask that question because, um, just on the last episode, I had uh, Nick Slavic, who's the chairman of the P the PCA on, and we talked a lot about, you know, the, the, the rate of development of the, of the painting contracting industry, whereas like roofing and solar and all that are very refined already. Um, painting just isn't there. So what we're really seeing is a dichotomy of two types of painting contractors. We got the old guards, right? We got the old guys, the old boys club who are still doing things the way they did it 30 years ago, pencil to paper, you know, <laughs> just basically running their business off a pager. Um, and then we have this new age of painting contractors, which are primarily the, the ones who end up finding me, or it's like, how can I, how can I do this quicker? You know, the new age is now we don't need 10 years experience in order to build a successful painting company. We can do it with just, you know, with really no experience. I mean, we've had guys come in, seeing our ads and, and, and building successful painting businesses, not even know which side of the brush to hold. <laughs> right? I mean, that's how we were when we started. So, yeah. um, so it's, it's happening pretty fast and it's really cool to see how open-minded painting contractors are now to technology. Uh, I mean, I'm helping painters get set up on Zapier every single day. Right. Ooh. And so their ability, that's my, their, that's my love language right there, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Um, I see the word zaps on your, uh, on your board. Um, so, <laughs> oh, is that behind me? Yeah, it totally is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I deciphered it. Um, but I, I see what you mean with your chicken scratch, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, a problem. <laughs> so, so yeah, we think we, we, we run about 50,000 zaps a month <laughs> or something like that. So, so we're big into it, but, but, but the way the painting contractors are, are not just like farming out their tech now, but willing to learn, willing to work from their computers, go on Zapier, uh, go into the back end of Facebook, um, learn how all of these things work together and, and how they can, you know, automate their businesses. Um, it's happening really quickly and, and people are very open to it, which is, awesome. is so amazing to see. Awesome. Yeah, I actually just, uh, we ran our Sumo Quote user summit on Wednesday. So just two days ago. Um, and uh, we, uh, we did a session on automating your workflow. And so I, I led the automating your workflow. And what started, what I started having the conversation around is how do you actually think about what do you automate and leveraging tools like Zapier? And then how does AI fit into that? And so some of what I was walking through, and I'd be happy to share you a link uh, to, the, uh, to the webinar, I guess it'd be the, uh, the conference recording from Wednesday. But if you've got a, a bunch of people who are starting to say, hey, I'm thinking about automating things and how do I actually start leveraging and removing you know, people from those tasks and handoffs. Um, you know, that's that's the world that I eat, sleep, and breathe. But that's also something that, you know, at Sumo Quote, we're really trying to level up contractors in that way as well. So, I mean, pretty fresh, pretty fresh off the press. It's you know, I think that we'll have the recording ready to go in the next like hour or two. It's very yeah. Would love to, if you would share that. I'll I'll put it in the description here of the podcast. Yeah. So people can check that out. Sounds um, great. So let's let's make that pivot. Um, we haven't talked a lot about AI on, AI on this podcast before, um, but I would love to hear your in, insight on that. Um, how do you see AI? You know, such a broad word, but like the specific you know implementations that a contractor can use AI in their business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's it, it is a really good question, and I would say overall, what I notice 
is that the majority of people when it comes to AI, especially in the contractor space, um, they, they, they try to use it as a silver bullet to cover over, um, you know, a multitude of problems. So, you know, say for instance, we hear it in sales pitches where we're pitching Sumo quote to a contractor and we're like, you know, we're a great quoting tool. We build beautiful proposals, yada, yada. And they're like, well, you know what? I'm just going to use AI to build my quotes. So F you. And then they like hang up and we're just like, are you serious? Like, so you get this like weird blanket. AI is going to solve everything for me. And that's just not reality. And so the way that I think about AI and how it fits is there's kind of two sides of the, of, of the tech enabled world. There's things that you can automate, repetitive tasks, CRM entry, tracking, you know, sending scheduled emails and stuff like that. There's things that you can automate very, very easily. And there's things that you can't. So people, you know, and when, when we say, what can't you automate? That's where you hear people say customer experience. You can't automate the kitchen table. Um, you know, you can't automate things like, um, you know, the installation of a roof or the painting of a house. I mean, we're not worried about those robots just yet. Um, but there's a lot of things that you can't automate. However, what AI is doing is it's beginning to blur the lines again. You know, no, nobody would have believed that you could automate measuring a house and tools like Eagle View and Hover. And, you know, they're beginning to do aerial imagery to measure houses. So people would say, oof, you can't automate that. You can't automate measuring the siding on the exterior of a house. Well, Hover exists. And yes, you can. So it's pretty cool. Now, when we say, how is it that AI is starting to blur those lines of possible and impossible? One of the things that I did in my talk is I showed how you can ingest sold data from SumoQuote to say, it's a painting project for $12,000. They're based in Orlando. This is their address. And we're going to call them two weeks before. Hey, ChatGPT, with all these pieces of data, please write a custom email from my salesperson so that it feels personalized and casual and send that to them through Zapier. So starting to actually take some of that human experience that typically the salesperson or the business owner, you know, that customer experience that can't be automated and saying, you know what, using AI, we can we can actually start blurring the edges of what's possible and start passing those things through. And so one of the things in my talk, I actually share templates to those zaps so that if people want to start leveraging AI to remove some things that they thought, oof, you can't really do this. Well, you can. And here's a free template in Zapier that to just try it. So cool. So to be clear, just so I understand what you just said is you can have an in so where like an input where a salesperson would would put in a few um uh considerations like time of the estimate or say time of the job and you know detail one detail two detail three and then it would go through zapier which would connect to chat gpt it would put in a prompt which would pump out an email and it would send that email sure i mean i can show you if you want I mean, so mo this is mostly an audio podcast. So <laughs> we'll, keep it, we'll keep it verbal for right now. 
But sure. um, that is so cool. I mean, we use we use ChatGPT. We recommend ChatGPT. Um, but more specifically for like uh, marketing um, chat, um, I've yeah. used it to write emails. But I always go in the app or on the website. You know, write me an email like this. These are my details, and it'll kind of just write me an email, and then I'll edit it from there. Um, good place to get started. I also use it for like brainstorming various things. Um, yep. I have never thought about using it within a zap before. I didn't even know that was possible. It is possible. That is so yeah, cool. It is, it is possible. And that's where what, what I try to be able to challenge people to think about is what are the things that you actually are doing step-by-step step, handing it off when you get a lead, you know, when you're getting this and recognize that AI's place is starting to blur the lines of what your assumptions are of what is not automatable. But the reality is, is that some of it is, and, and that is powerful. Mm -hmm. So, so anyhow, I, that, that's kind of my thesis of AI. AI is wonderful because it can start removing tasks that otherwise couldn't be. Um, however, I mean, of course, the natural risk of it is that AI also creates things. So it creates net new, which is the first time in uh, Earth's existence that anything aside from us truly creates net new create something brand new. We are the, we are the, call it the original creators, or, you know, if you believe in a high power, we are the second creators. Um, however, AI is the third creator that can take prompts, take information and create something totally new. And so, you know, there's, there's some nervousness to that and there's some anxiety to that. James Barrett, an author who write on artif wrote on artificial intelligence, um, there's a book that he wrote called Our Final Invention in 2013. He has a great quote, which is, artificial intelligence will be the last invention of man. Because after that, all of our inventions will be augmented by AI, or mm. it will be supported by AI. And that can be, that can be concerning for some. However, um, you know what? The genie's out of the bottle. There's no putting it back in. That's not the way that technology goes. Um, so being able to leverage it to your advantage, I think, is very powerful. But recognizing the constraints of it um, is, is, is powerful as well. I feel like we're uh, moving to Lex Friedman territory here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I 100% agree with you. Um, and the scary thing that I always like to think about is AI will never be worse than it is today. Is yeah. absolutely at its lowest point that it ever will be for the rest of our lives, and it's going to keep getting exponentially better um, until uh, yeah. forever. <laughs> and so, at one point, yeah. it's, going to, it's going to surpass human, you know, human uh, human intellectual ability, and uh, then it's going to keep on going from there. And that's when the real genie comes out of the bottle. Yeah. Well, and and you know what? I think I think that people are people are smart, and people understand. Um, things that don't have heart to them. So AI is always going to have a lack of uh, empathy and a lack of human connection that, you know, this isn't going to be able to be replaced. Um, and in addition, I mean, if you look at Gen Z's, the youngest generation now that's kind of coming up, they, you know, yes, they're consumed by their phones. Yes, you know, like the rest of us, they are. But Gen Z's also have a desire for anonymity and for you know, impermanence, like things not being saved forever. 
ways that millennials and Gen X and boomers don't, uh, they don't because think that they grew way. up with their parents posting their entire childhoods on Facebook. So they're like, so that's, enough is enough. So, exactly. So then they're like Snapchat. Yes, we have to, we have to use something that it's just something dumb. It's something fun. And then it's gone forever. Yeah. So what you see is that there's actually a general, a generational mistrust of technology that when people start stepping into it deeper, they actually mistrust what that data will be used for. They don't trust the way that that will control their lives, where I think millennials and Gen X and boomers are a little bit naive. So I would, as I would we move back a little bit, I don't think we're naive, but I think we're at the, I don't care stage, right? You get that <laughs> terms and conditions. Oh, except before, yeah, sure. I try, you know, Facebook will use my information, whatever, but I'm, I'll still use it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah totally. Of my kids, you know, but like, I know I shouldn't, but it's just, it's so convenient and embedded in our yeah. lives that we do anyway. Totally. Well, and, and the gap between being naive and apathetic is probably just being over-informed. Yeah. Um, so, so I think, I think that you're right and right on the money, but I would say, um, I would say that what AI is going to, you know, do is going to be, you know, it's going to start increasing some of people's abilities to uh, step away from things that were uh, not able to be delegated, mm -hmm. um, which is going to be really powerful for families, for business owners, for, um, you know, for talented people. But I think on the other side, I have quite a bit of hope uh, for the new generation's tendency to be cautious and their tendency to mistrust even they, when they were born with it in their hands, which is mm. so strange. Like, why wouldn't they trust it more? Yeah. You know? They have it's every counter, reason to trust it more. Yeah. And it's because people are smart and they will not be fooled by some machine. You know, that's why it's the elderly that get screwed by internet scams and not the young. Mm -hmm. So people are becoming smarter. And that, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. So the way you so just, I, I'm um, very do you have a couple more minutes here? Yeah, man, absolutely. Okay. So, uh, one thing as you were, as you were just uh, talking there, I was thinking of one potential AI opportunity that I don't think is here quite yet. Um, but would be really valuable for painting contractors specifically would be, you know, and maybe this is something that Sumo Quote could do down the line is, uh, you know, you put in the job specifications and then Sumo Quote or whatever could pump out a, a job plan for your painters. On day cool. one, painter one should be do this, this, and this. On day one, painter two should do this, this, and this. You know, you yeah. should be done this by noon. And then on day two, here's like, and it could take into consideration order of operations, layout of the house, you know, potentially skill mm. of each painter and, uh, yeah. and just put together a job plan that would increase productivity. Awesome. Yeah, no, I, I think that's really interesting. And I think one, one of the things that, um, that you start looking at is you start looking at AR and the way that an augmented reality could also do analysis of work and recognize ways to do skill enhancement alongside mm -hmm. a plan, you know? Yeah. So you could actually start seeing the way that it's like, ah, this painter sucks at brushwork. So you know what? <laughs> Put them on the roller and swap them out. This is the efficiency gain you can expect. So there's, you know, and I, I think, um, are you familiar with the tool Magic Plan? It's a fairly painter specific tool. Magic I haven't heard of like, that one, no. So it's cool. You kind of take photos, scan scan a house, and it can uh, create measurements and things like that from a, from a house. I've only seen kind of a couple beta videos of it. It's pretty powerful. 
but uh, but a tool like that, I could totally see creating more efficiency-based plans, things like that. But um, yeah, I mean, I think nowadays just the computing power to be able to analyze and create efficiency. Um, I mean, now people's phones are so insanely powerful and AI allows an offloading there to be able to map, create intelligent analysis, and boom, off we go, right? So, yeah. so, so I think that that's interesting, but I am not freaking out about AI, but I am kind of freaking out about AI. Like mm. I watched Terminator, like I know what's coming, you know, like. Yeah, that was actually, a <laughs> that was a time traveling documentary. <laughs> that's amazing that's yeah. why arnold is arnold is is king you know the guy's such a such a machine he yeah. saw the future he uh even though he only had a few dollars in his pocket he still made success happen wasn't it james cameron <laughs> wasn't james cameron the director he was yeah. i was just thinking i'm like i don't know i just think schwarzenegger yeah. has had yeah. a horseshoe up his butt and so he, he had to be involved <laughs> so I guess just to recap back to like the executable yeah. things, the implementation uh, that painters, painters can use as a result of this, uh, specifically, we'll start with AI just to kind of recap the things. So, so number one, like looking into that video that you posted below, you kind of walk through the different zap templates on how to make some of these emails and utilize AI yeah. and chat GPT a bit better. Um, any other, any other areas in, in contractors businesses that you're seeing AI being used? Not yet. Um, contractors are still needing to digitize before they can leverage digital enhancement. Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, if people were to say, hey, what's another thing that uh, handwritten quotes don't give you? Well, it sure doesn't give you AI, you know? <laughs> like, it's sure not going to give you any cool, fancy stuff yeah. that, uh, you know, that, that uh, people are getting obsessed with. So, you know, one, one of the things that we pride ourselves in with Sumo Quote is we have a very robust API. So we have a very robust connection with uh, Zapier and other data sources so that people can get their data from their quotes, from what was signed from customers, so that then they can do something with that. So if you're to say, what else am I seeing? I'm like, man, everything is possible if it's the case that you actually have access to your data. One of the big issues with a bunch of these contractor CRMs and other tools is sometimes their APIs suck and their Zapier integrations suck and you just can't do anything. You're stuck yeah. in this all-in-one solution that sucks at 15 different things. So then you can't even connect to other tools to take it over. So, you know, there, there's a bit of a... You know, anyhow, there's a bit of an angsty, uh, you know, tone to, to tone to that because, of course, like we are a very open, integratable tool. But when people have that, um, the ability to interact with digital data and interact with digital information, and then create analysis, be able to create, uh, you know, different machine uh, learning uh, changes to that data becomes possible. Mm -hmm. um, so I always say, I'm like, man, step one, if it's a case that you want to uh, work less and accomplish more, well, apply technology to your business. You yeah. know, like that's not that's not a big stretch to say, hey, like, you know, Apple's worth two trillion dollars. Do you think that they did that with pen and paper? <laughs> like, come on, guys. Like, you yeah. know, if you're trying to if you're trying to level up your business, take a lesson from somebody who's made, you know, 
a, a billion or a trillion dollars worth of value. Mm -hmm. It's easy to say add technology to your business, but it, you know, contractors often get stuck with like, what's the first step that I should take, right? And oh. I guess in this case, it should be just check out the link below and see if Sumo Quote would um, could help you in your business. Yeah, you know what? And 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 that'd be great. I'll actually plug another talk that I did on how to select your tech stack. And the way that I break it down in this one talk is based on stage of business. It's a little bit more specific for roofing companies, admittedly, but there's some really good lessons in there to be able to say, hey, if you're a small business and you don't want to grow further, here are the pieces of technology you need and here's the pieces you don't need. Yeah. And then if you're trying to get to this stage, here's the next layer of tech to consider. Very then cool. here's the next, if you're thinking about, uh, about, uh, yeah, you know, send that over and I'll, I'll include that as well. Sure, man. Yeah. I've got a, I've got a brick of different talks I've done on exactly this <laughs> because it's, um, yeah, we, we eat, sleep and breathe this stuff. Man. So I'm, I'm gonna put you on the spot one more time. Sure. Um, I like to take care of my listeners and especially yep. anyone who makes it all the way to the bitter end. Uh, what's a, what's a special offer that you can get, uh, offer people just to get people to, to get a taste of sumo quote. Oh man. Well, what I will give you is I will give you access to our, uh, to our black Friday early. So we are going to be doing our black Friday deal towards the end of November. Um, so we're, we're going to be offering half off any subscription for your first three months. Or if you sign up annually, we'll give you an, a 200 bucks off of any subscription you choose. So awesome. happy to happy to send that your way. Um, get it to you guys a little bit early. It's going to be valid through uh, Cyber Monday week. So what I would really recommend, head to sumoquote.com, start a free trial. Um, you can also just book a demo directly with the team. And if it's the case that you mention uh, the coupon code that I will give to Mike and that we'll attach in these notes, it's going to be valid for just, oof, it'll be about, be about four weeks so Perfect. between now and kind of just before christmas time so you'll be able to take advantage of it so but, we'll uh, uh we'll put that coupon code in the description as soon as you get it to us uh and yeah. we're, this, this one's going live on monday so quick turnaround hey that's no big deal we're we're more than happy to see if we can support you guys that way so awesome. it's going to be a sweet deal we'll call it the mike gore hickman special uh nobody else has got this promo until black friday right. but um, if you put me on the spot, I mean, you're always going to be getting the things that I'm working on a few weeks <laughs> ahead of it actually being launched. That's the, yeah. that's the perk of, of meeting meet, meet with me. <laughs> yeah. Well, Hey, Brandon, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for spending time with us and, uh, it's great reconnecting with you. This is a lot of fun. Oh man, this is great. Thanks for, thanks for having me. And, uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we can be a little bit encouraging and supportive to some of the, some of the businesses that you guys are trying to grow. You guys are doing an awesome job of just trying to level up businesses. It's yeah. I mean, this is, this is the good stuff. Likewise, man. I love the, the, the tech, the tech side of things you're bringing to the contracting space. It's uh it's much needed. <laughs> cool. Well, I'll share a few links and then hopefully you guys can just leverage a bunch of it for free. And um, if it serves you guys, great. That that's, awesome. that's the goal is we just want to make it, uh, want to make it more accessible for people to grow their revenue. Awesome. Thanks again, Brandon. Yeah. Thanks for your time, man. Thanks for listening to the Painter Growth Podcast. If you want to grow your painting business, go to www.paintergrowth.com or click on the top link in the description. Talk soon.